This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Activators. An activator, by definition, is a substance used to induce or accelerate a reaction. You, my listeners, are the activators that are needed to shake things up in education in the realm of building and maintaining highly effective and successful teams in our schools. Welcome to the Squad Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerard Phillips. I'm so glad that you could tune into my very first episode. Today, I just want to give a little background about myself before we delve into the overall synopsis of the Squad Builder podcast. Um, I've been in ed- education in several different roles since 2018, and I uh, just want to talk a little bit to that. See, I was one. I wasn't one of the type of people that was I want to get out of the classroom. I got to get out of the classroom. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I love being in the classroom. Um, I love being a teacher. I love being a dean of students. I love being an assistant principal. And now I'm a principal, and I've been in this role since June 2021. But my classroom teaching experience was awesome. Like, I wasn't, like, dying to get out of there. I just knew that in order to make a, a huger impact, I had to continually, continually, continually make moves so that way the students and the communities I serve could see that anything is possible. But I've learned a lot over my career, and each role that I've had has served me in a way that has made me the educational leader that I am today. So, like, despite all the posts we see about educator burnout, lower pay, tough days with students and all of that. I love what I do. To me, it's the best profession in the world. Like I know who I am as a leader and as an educator, and I have a huge role to play in doing my part to like turn this ship around. I'm an educator. I'm a leader. I'm extremely comfortable in my own skin. I am extremely comfortable with being different. Hence, here comes the Squad Builder podcast hitting the airwaves. And to me, I must do this work. I can't be one that talks about the issues and deficiencies and hiring, retaining, maintaining highly effective teams in schools, but then don't actually dig into the nitty gritty of the work of the crisis to help our profession in any way that I can. Um, a tweet that I put out Recently, I think it was this week, kind of sums up my outlook on what I do and partly what I want to accomplish with this podcast. And that tweet has said, 
No, whoa, it's me energy over here. I'm in education. This is the best profession in the land. My hope is that the kids' lives I try to touch every day, see how much fun I have, and at least think about growing up to be a rock star educator for the next generation. Listen, on this podcast, it's all about changing the narrative. We're pushing boundaries. We're pushing mindsets. We're pushing all of that. I know we may say that kids make the school. I get it. They really do. However, we need solid educators in front of them day in and day out. And right now, our profession is in a serious crisis. Like It's like we're, we are admiring the problem, but the solutions seem few from the things I've read and the conversation that I've engaged in around this topic. And I know as a principal, I have teacher and parent openings from time to time due to, you know, a number of factors. But when I go in looking at candidates, I can't go in there always looking at the applicants that are my buddies, my friends. I got to scream out, ouch, right there, because a lot of times we can find ourselves in that, that situation. And trust me, I get it. I get it. Like hiring, building teams is tough. That's why with this podcast, we're really going to be digging in because this is an area in education that we we, we got to. We got to. There, there's like no and ifs, buts about it in order to turn this thing around. See, I'm, I'm digressing already, but that's how passionate I am about attacking all these facets of this team building, the, the uh, educator, teacher shortage, like all of this compounds, and I get fired up talking about it because I just know that we have the collective intelligence as a group of leaders and educators that we can turn this thing around. But like I was saying, when it comes to hiring and team building and maintaining like highly effective uh, teams and schools, myself as well as other leaders that are in charge of hiring, uh, we got to look at things a lot differently. I know for me, I also got to look at people that bring different things to the table than me that can enhance my team. Like who want who wants a school full of Gerards running around? Like I know I don't because I know for me, I know my energy may not be everyone's cup of tea, but like I was saying, I'm comfortable with my own skin, so I'm cool with that. But I do want to shout out some very, uh, some very great school HR folks in uh, several districts that I know personally that are getting on college campuses and talking to kids about this great profession that we're in. Um, those educational leaders, they know who they are. And uh, you're doing some some great, some very unique things to ensure you are um, helping out and doing your part in this crisis that we're in. We all got a duty to join them in this effort when possible. I know the the HR folks that I'm talk, referring to, I, I know some of the nitty gritty work they do. They, uh, they're keeping up contact with applicants that may have not got the job the first time they apply, but they are keeping that relationship intact. Um, and that, that kind of helps for the next go around so they're, that they're not encouraged. I mean, excuse me, they're not discouraged to apply again. Also on this podcast, we're not we're not ignorant to the fact that there are other professions 
outside of education that are doing some amazing things to attract and maintain talent. So we, we need to duplicate some of that. So as I take this podcast forward for seasons to come, you're going to be hearing from people from different fields, talk about what they do with managing their teams and retaining them. And I want our activators that tune into the show on a regular basis to be able to grab ideas from everywhere that they can take back to their organizations. Also, I hope our activators are out there exhibiting rock star status in our schools and everywhere they go so that people see that being an educator can be fun, rewarding, and you can make a decent living based on how you approach, how you approach it. I'm just of the mindset that we all can strive to be the MJs, the LeBrons, the Babe Ruths, the Roger Clemens, the Tom Brady's, the Deion Sanders, the, the Roger Starbucks, the Jack Nicholas's, the Serena Williams, the Mia Hams, the Lindsey Vaughn's, the Danica Patrick's of education. You, you get my point of all them names I threw out that, you know, there's some great things, there's some different things and excelled. We all have the capacity to do that in education and make this profession as appealing as it once was because to me it's still appealing like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change my career right now for nothing no matter the the struggles no matter what comes my way but one foot in front of the other and keep it moving towards excellence for these kids so before I close out this first short episode I wanted to present our activators with an excerpt from one of my favorite books and give a little context of how it applies to how we can move differently in education to fill these hiring gaps in our organizations. The book is called The Score Takes Care of Itself, My Philosophy of Leadership. And it's on Bill Walsh, the great coach of my favorite football team, the San Francisco 49ers um, in their glory days. And one section of this book called the organ, the one section is called the organization man, John McVeigh gave some, some of his own insights into Bill Walsh's leadership. And John McVeigh, who's the grandfather of uh, Coach McVeigh, is in the NFL now. He was the vice president and director of football operations when Bill Walsh was the coach. And in this particular section of the book, this is what he said. Bill Walsh was not afraid of talent. He hired assistant coaches who were extremely good, and he did it with the expectation that they would move on up to head coaching positions. And in fact, about 15 of them did. He didn't feel that you sold your soul to the company store. While you were a 49er, you were expected to give it your all. But Bill was very enlightened in the way he supported the lives and careers of employees beyond just what they could do for his team. One thing that truly amazed me was his eye for talent when it came to football players. It was a gift that is hard to explain or overstate. He could see what others couldn't spot. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, and more among superstar Hall of Fame NFL players who didn't have a line of people knocking on their doors when Bill came calling. He was uncanny in that way. Here's a good example. Early in Bill's coaching at San Francisco, he was desperate for good players and would hold trials for anybody and everybody. We had truck drivers coming in with high-top work shoes, 
big bruisers from local bars tried out. We were so lean on town that Bill gave everybody a look. One day it was 90 degrees and we had over 100 prospects on the field going through the workout, trying to make the team. And I was standing up on the fire escape platform with Bill looking over his herd of guys. He said to me, John, who's that blonde kid down there? At first, I couldn't even tell who he was talking about. He pointed again, him, that kid over there with the blonde hair. I checked my chart. Bill Ring, I replied. Sign him, Bill said. That was the end of the discussion. Bill Ring gave us six productive years and helped us win Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 19, even though others thought he wasn't NFL material. Bill picked him out of a large pack of players with hardly a glance. He was simply unbelievable in the way he could spot potential in a person and then develop it. That particular part of the book was found on page 34 and 35 of that book. And to close out, there are several takeaways from this that we can apply to our current state of hiring, retaining, and maintaining highly effective teams. We must create environments in our schools where we balance teachers' expectations to facilitate highly engaging instruction on a daily basis with the roles of being mom, dad, graduate student, or whatever else they got going on outside the four walls of the school. If we support them in that way, that builds them up as educators and practitioners. So when we do lose them from our school, they're taking their talents to another level, to another K through 12 organization, whether it be in, the, in a facet of school leadership, teacher leadership, or a support role outside of the classroom. This is a win for the profession if they are not leaving our schools to quit the education profession altogether. Another takeaway from Bill Walsh's approach is the way that he viewed the talent from that fire escape platform view. He wasn't looking at the talent from the view of what the Cowboys, the Eagles, or the Raiders had coached perceived as NFL talent. He was looking at it from a lens of what was needed for him to build a successful and highly competitive team. So when we are looking at who we want to recruit into our profession or into our schools, we, we must be standing on that fire escape platform, looking at the applicants from an equity lens. If we look at our profession needs from the lens of what today's learners need, it will help us get away from that tunnel vision we can get called in or always looking to bring people in that are like us or who are our friend or who our friends would approve of. I know, trust me, even for me, these are some like ouch takes. But in order to tackle these areas of building teams that can get the job done and stay in the profession and promote our profession in a way that is appealing to young people that don't know what they want to be when they grow up. We have to dare to be different. Living by the mantra, sorry, living by the mantra. I know sometimes I can I can do my words the way I want to, but let me say that correctly. Living by the mantra of we've always done things this way has gotten us to where we are. The Squad Builder Podcast is going to challenge this mantra. And with you activators out there, we will begin to see some gains reducing the impact of the teacher shortage crisis. Until next time, let's activate 
motivate and squad up 